Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Minute. It's your daily podcast in which we analyze, we scrutinize, and we celebrate The Last Jedi one moist minute at a time. I'm Alex Robinson from alexrobinson.fun. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I am Asterios' co-host, Sriracha. Together we are the loudest podcast. And I'm Sriracha's co-host, Asterios Coconos, <laughs> co-host of the loudest podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, you guys. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Uh, we're talking about Minute 17 today. Minute 17 of The Last Jedi starts with a uh, pouty Luke Skywalker folding up his clothes in his Achtu hut. And it ends a minute later with uh, Grandmaster Snoke revealing that a Kerr's weakness is blank. Whoopee. Weakness for whoopee. <laughs> the Snoke story. Um, <laughs> the um, the other stuff we talked a little bit about his uh, his his cosplay vestments there. Yeah, but uh, the other stuff that's there is, is there, Alex. You're uh, the type to peruse the visual dictionary and what have you. Is there any information on the other things on his desk there, the little crystal and the uh, pens or whatever? Unfortunately, I do not have the Last Jedi visual dictionary, so oh. this will have to remain a mystery. All right, I'll cut that part out where you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've given you everything. <laughs> Um, no, I, it's a totally the thing type of thing that I would have looked at, uh, but I, I didn't, uh, I, yeah. lazy me was just like, you know what? Alex will probably do that. <laughs> I bought the original visual dictionary and then I was like, you know what? They're just going to collect these all to one thing. I'm just going to wait to buy the other two. And then I never did. Mm. So anyway, this guy sure has a lot of Jedi knickknacks and stuff in his office for a guy that hates the Jedi. Like there's a crystal there. Come on, you're gonna tell me that's not a kyber crystal? No, it's another know. kind of crystal. He just happened. It's just, just he really loves geodes. Like that's a <laughs> holocron with some ancient knowledge, or it's a kyber crystal. Come on. I totally want to see more knickknacks, more Jedi kind of tchotchkes, more you know, just like the. I want the like a little you know snow globe or like the thing where the you know it does the plastic injection with a, a snow, snow globe. globe, yeah. Which we do see in the ninth movie. <laughs> we do just see a big tank of snow. There you go. That's true. I want a snow globe, everybody. Let's make those. I bet they're selling those in the Galaxy's Edge right now. Hmm. 
Um, well, you know who does show up in this minute? Chewbacca the Wookiee. Hmm. Yes. Ah, the wonky Chewbacca. Um, yeah, he's... Um, uh, what's, what do you think... Oh, uh, this is, again, question for the panel. What do you make of Luke's relationship with Chewbacca? How would you describe it? Hmm. Like, bro- like, like brothers. You know what I mean? You, you know, it's like he's not... He doesn't, like, immediately run over to, like, hug Chewbacca. He's like, hey, you, uh, you screwed up my door. And as we learned <laughs> last week, that door is also a piece of my spaceship. So right. you broke two things I needed, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I kind of get it. I get that he's kind of, you know, you'd be pissed off if your brother hit you with a water balloon. Hmm. Yeah, going off the theory that Luke is an emo teenager who really wants attention, it'd be like it's like when your mom comes in your room. It's like, oh, what are you doing in my room, mom? <laughs> but secretly, you're super happy to be getting that sweet, sweet attention you crave. Because <laughs> totally. you did want to talk about what happened at school that day, even though mm. you say you didn't. Yeah. Mom, I... play with my crystals. <laughs> <laughs> my snoke globe, mom. It's an action figure. <laughs> I do like because Luke's read on that is totally the same as like mom. He's like Chewy, <laughs> like what are you doing here? Get out of my room! I totally dig it. I, all right, yeah, I like okay, I like that. I I don't know what you know. We we I was trying to think of times that we see the two of them together. Very when rarely. do they interact, Chewy and Luke? They they meet at at the bar. Uh huh. Then they they take a road trip together. Mm-hmm. Um, Chewy yells at Luke and almost you know tries to kill him because he wants to put handcuffs on him. Mm-hmm. Then they, you know, they go through the the whole Death Star sequence of Star Wars together. Then they play you know, space chess. They well, that's with the droids. Though might not Luke is probably yeah. too. Luke doesn't. Understand oh, Luke chess, didn't so. play space chess with them. I don't think so. Oh, no. okay. Well, then who is C three PO saying to let the Wookiee win to R two D two? Yeah, yeah. You think R two D two would be smart enough not to screw with a Wookiee at a chess game? R two D two is the smart one. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Well, I, I think you know he knows that uh, if Chewbacca gets angry, he's probably if he if he as again this going all the way back to yes Star Wars. But um, Chewbacca also gets they're angry, former he's, coworkers. He's going to start point, ripping R2 arms D2 off. Should, sorry, sorry, I no, it's all right. Again. Well, three PO doesn't know that though. He as far as but, you know, there's no, he doesn't know anything about this this Wookiee. Yeah, I know three PO got his mind wiped by the guy from. <laughs> By the guy from Law and Order. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> but R2-D2 should Law. know to let the Wookiee win because R2-D2 didn't get his mind. Well, again, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Right. <laughs> it, I, so then I think it's a joke that they're playing on uh, C-3PO. Yeah, totally. Life is a joke that's being played on C-3PO. Mm, that's right. He's made that's, to suffer. There's a lot of life. Tony. That's our new, our new theory about uh, the nature of the universe. It's just a, life is all a joke being played on C-3PO. We're all just players. <laughs> okay. We're all just how pawns. About, how about this, though? Hmm? When Luke kisses, when Luke gets kissed by Leia the second time in mm-hmm. Hoth, like, Chewbacca, like, laughs about that, right? Chewbacca's like, <laughs> Yeah, like, he does. Chewbacca likes Luke. Like, they're buddies. They're bro. It's like they're frat bros. Well, they, that is the closest that we see them, because also, yeah, in, not true. 
What? I think I would say I would say a more tender moment between them is when uh, Luke is getting ready to go in his X-wing in Empire, and he yeah. goes over and he scratches Chewie behind his ears, and then he like Chewie like hugs him and stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I meant Empire was the closest we've seen in that. Echo oh Base yeah, 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 that's true. Is yeah. the closest because they do they are kind of buddies there, and they do have a little moment. But then um, I don't know when else. Do you think? Chewie has lingering resentment over his role in Luke's plan to get out of Jabba's palace. He's like, I don't know. They sent me to, like, you attached me to a chain again and send me in there to get captured. Oh, like, what? Of course, the Wookiee's got to be the one to go in in chains, right? Of right, course. Yeah, that's always. how this goes out. I don't like that. Um, that's a very good point. I wonder. Could we get back to Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Chewbacca showing up oh, here right. and his relationship with Luke. It's my fault. Chewie's relationship with Luke. Yeah. Well, here's something yeah. interesting because they, so he says, Where's Han? Yeah, and it's a really sad moment because obviously, you know, it reminds us. Oh yeah, I forgot Han Solo got killed in the last movie. Yeah, and uh, but it also means that the last time Luke knew Han, he still owned the Millennium Falcon. So this is because why else would he right. assume that? Oh, if they're here with the Falcon, you know, he he should be well, more like, how'd yeah. you get the Falcon back or something <laughs> like that? You got it back from the the, the Bean Brothers or whoever yeah. they. Like, <laughs> Wait, the Falcon's here? <laughs> Where's Duquesne? Um, did we you just know, spoil um, uh, The Force Awakens for you? I know oh, I you forgot have... about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. But no, it's no, like... No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, 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 Sriracha, the, the only two that you've seen were this one and but, the next one. You didn't know that... No, no. I know okay. everything. I know the basic outline of everything. That's like saying at the end of Titanic, the boat sinks. Like, it's, a, yeah. it's an old I movie. I have seen Titanic. I, I really oh, haven't. I'm sorry. Don't get too attached right. to my leads. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, here's what I was going to say, though. What? Given Suck that the two. Falcon is like a floating bachelor pad, it would be like if if all of a sudden my apartment showed up in Portland and you're like, oh, Asterios' apartment is here. Wait a minute. Where's Asterios? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, it should be with my apartment. So I do get that. <laughs> So if yeah, be like you showed up with Pete, and you're like, "Why you're here with in Mysterio's apartment?" <laughs> and then exactly. he's like, "Um," and then he has to explain to me how it's some crazy yeah. how you were murdered by your own son. <laughs> I also don't like how uh, Ray is like Chewbacca said, "You've got to come with us." It's like you don't think Luke could speak Wookie at this point. He's also Probably like not. a space wizard. Like he can do he can do anything. This guy like. It's a little presumptuous to assume that you're translating for, like, Master Jedi Luke Skywalker, Ray. And is she really translating, or is she? Is he really saying something totally different? Like, where's my money? Where's my money, Lebowski? <laughs> right. Take your cosplay off. We have to leave. <laughs> where's the bathroom? I have to pee. It's like, Chewbacca says you have to come with us. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, yeah, I, well, that got me thinking now because in the, in the holiday mm-hmm. special, Luke is... Leia needs C-3PO to translate when she's talking, she calls the Wookiee house and talks to them. But Luke, mm-hmm. I think just mainly, I oh know he does, I don't know. I think there is a little bit of, he's kind of bits and pieces in it. He does, I don't think he understands fully everything that they're saying. We'll have to go back and watch the holiday special again to get a full. Why uh, plus they were communicating over a, over um, computers, which might do some kind of automatic translation true. or, you know, text at the bottom. Although Luke can't read, so maybe something else. <laughs> I get an Alderanian princess and a diplomat not knowing Wookiee. Race picked up Wookiee pretty fast here, right? Luke was buddies with this this walking carpet for decades. Maybe well, it's ridiculously easy to learn Wookiee. You know how people are like, Spanish is a very easy language to learn? Yeah. Maybe Wookiee's just very easy to pick up. Right. I, if we, if we... Recall in that uh, in the Force Awakens, Ray just knows off the bat. Like she doesn't learn it. She's just kind of like the instant that they show up, she understands what he's saying. Um, I, and so I think they retconned it so that at certain at a certain point, Wookiee traders stopped by Jakku, and she learned it from Wookiee traders. Not making that up. Mm. I I one hundred percent might be confusing the details, but they they kind of are going back and filling in how she knows how to do all these things. Like you mean you know. Wookie traitors, <laughs> traitors. <laughs> um, I do like that uh, that uh, when he's like, "Where is Han?" and then cut to Kylo Ren. Is yeah, it good? We good, talked about that cut. a little bit. I feel like they didn't. Again, I could be wrong. Everybody's going to point out all the occurrences of this and the original trilogy but i feel like that's more of a modern filmmaking thing yeah uh is you know like talk about a character cut to that character or in this case you know where is han oh the answer to that is his son who killed him you know that that kind of using that kind of bridge between scenes i feel like is a more modern thing that we see in these uh sequel movies and i like it here and you know I, I forgot that this is the first. You got you guys get a lot of first appearances in this week. We you know originally it was just Porgs, but then it's like oh wait, this is the first appearance of Kylo Ren and Snoke in this movie. First, well, we yeah, saw first first in person Snoke. Yeah, we saw just like a like a floating Snoke face. Yeah, um, although that's not to be discounted because this is the first time we've only seen Snoke via hologram, and at this point we all thought he was a big giant because that's what he looked like in the last movie. So mm-hmm. seeing him here in person, it, it's it's a uh, Sriracha, in the last movie, we saw Snoke, but we only saw him via hologram. And in the hologram, he was very giant, so no one knew how big Snoke actually was in real life. And then we saw his head earlier in the movie, and his head was still giant, so, Mm. you know, who knows? Turns out he's the size of (laughs) E.T. And it's weird because it's like, all right, because the Emperor's hologram is normal-sized, and when the Emperor contacts Vader in his little custom tie, he's teeny tiny. But Snoke's hologram is huge. I feel well, like the Emperor w- deserves a much bigger hologram than Snoke. Like when we see the first time we see the hologram, it's big. It's that's when oh, Vader's kneeling down and talking to the yeah. Oh, you're right. That is a big um, okay. That was, and it was only like shoulders up too. 
Was yeah, he like a giant full body? Giant That's bus. a good point. It was an old lady with monkey eyes. Yeah. Um, but then the Energizer Bunny came in. Wasn't that a thing? Yes, that did happen. Okay. <laughs> also, cano- also canonical. <laughs> yeah. Strangely. Um, One but yeah, I, I think holograms are all variable. I guess it says a lot about people in the Star Wars universe as to what size hologram they use. Yes. It's it because yeah, uh, this is what's interesting to me is that like Snoke clearly has like uh, like you know self esteem issues. He's like, I need a much bigger hologram than Emperor Palpatine had. It's like, yeah, you've right. probably done a lot less. Oh, I'm sorry, Sriracha. What were you about to say? Uh, one little detail. This is totally off topic, but in this scene <laughs> that I liked a lot with the whole evil aesthetic of this entire room was I like when Kylo Ren is coming up the elevator there are like seven of those like machine shaft you know how there's bars and they move all different directions like an old school elevator I like how that's just shorthand for evil building like where do you see those types of elevators Tower of Terror (laughs) uh, rickety mine shaft in a Saw movie and intergalactic space station just because it it looks cool Yeah, and he's like, totally. I want only red lighting. I want the evilest lighting you could get me. <laughs> he develops a lot of film, too, so he wants to be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, film um, used to be something. Anyway. <laughs> well, um, so it seems to me holograms, do you think, suppose I'm watching a hologram and I'm like, oh, this is, it seems like it should be something on the receiver's end that they can adjust the size of what they're, like the same way you can adjust the volume of a, something it's she you should be able to make the hologram bigger or smaller on your receiving end depending on what you're looking at so it almost shouldn't even matter what the other person's settings are it should just be a matter of what the receiver's settings are you know what i mean i think well you well, no, go ahead no i was gonna say i mean yeah obviously unless you're like a because it's like, what, is snow going around to like everybody's receiver being like bigger, bigger, bigger? That's it. Because if I'm Kylo Ren, I'm going to make him teeny tiny and be like, yeah. no, you're huge. And be like, ah, look at this little guy. I'm crushing your head. You're already par- deformed head. Like, that's what I'd be doing. I think it would be a good, uh, you know, a, a pa- different kind of power move to just make himself really tiny. So like Kylo Ren had to like bend over and like kind of, he's like, oh, oh yeah, closer, totally. closer, yeah. closer, closer. Yeah. Very quiet too. So we had yeah. to really get in there and listen. <laughs> the quiet talkers. Yeah. I, oh, I know all about the quiet talk power play. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's like a website. Snoke is like a website. Mm-hmm. How so? <laughs> I think, is that a, who is that? Fleetwood Mac? No. Um, The, the, the hologram is, you know, when you send out a hologram, I think it defaults to the the receiver's settings as to what size they want their holograms. Unless okay. you specifically say, no, this is a big hologram. Like you can you can say like, send me giant, you know, send me. I want to. I'm doing a hologram. Make it really big. Like because you know a website will just show up at kind of whatever you know your your standard settings are. Unless you say like, no, 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 make this big yeah. in the code. So I think it's probably you know like. Uh, some way that you can just punch in like big, 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 bigger. So something bigger. his something in Snoke's system overrides whatever setting the people have, where they can only right. see it big. They can't. Maybe it see works it like small. Zoom. Like he made it real big and then it got stuck. Like that lawyer that got stuck as a cat <laughs> yeah. on a Zoom right. meeting, and now he can't <laughs> figure out how to. <laughs> if that lawyer was a pork, that would be the greatest court case of all time. Oh yeah, instant <laughs> judgment in his favor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or maybe he. Yeah, it's like a. NBA Jam. He punched in the code for big head mode and then uh, forgot to 
didn't didn't know how to turn it back off. All those holograms <laughs> are huge. Um, yeah, this is we see the, for the first time the the evil red throne room and more importantly the gold pajamas. Just mm. <laughs> <laughs> a Hefner now, vibe to them. Yeah. Now I um. Years ago, I think what were we watching? Was it North by Northwest or or North by? Yeah, or there's another, but there's some movie that we were watching. I think I believe it was a Hitchcock movie where they, um, uh, I think Cary Grant was wearing gold pajamas, and I was like, I want gold pajamas. I like that look. <laughs> and uh, so my wife got me some gold pajamas, and I do own them, but they are um, they're a little bit too big, and so I look like a schlubby kind of. <laughs> I look more like Snoke than Cary Grant. <laughs> Um, and I don't, uh, you know, I haven't treated them. They're, they're old. I just throw them right in the wash, even though they're kind of like, uh, you know, satin or silk or whatever. They're not supposed to go in the wash. They feel, I have not treated them well, but I do own gold pajamas and I just want to get that out there since this is the first appearance. Nice. You should go with Snoke for your cosplay. You're for your, I should have uh, worn next, them for today. Generation. I should have just shown up to this episode in gold pajamas. You know what? Yeah, save it for the well. save it for the minute Snoke dies. Then wear the gold. That'll be like oh, yeah. yeah. And then pajamas. rip your pajamas apart again. <laughs> <laughs> so I okay. thought you were going to say save it for the Patreon supporters because oh you know, definitely yeah oh, double they need to pay to see me in my pajamas. Save it for your OnlyFans. <laughs> um, I really like this. Just generally speaking, I really like generally this room. speaking. I think <laughs> General Grievous. General Admiral Bone to pick. No, uh, what is it? I uh, I really like this big room. I love it later when we see the fight. I think this is a very good example of Rion Johnson's ability to compose incredibly pretty things that seem very original and very from his mind. You know, mm-hmm. like not saying that episodes seven and nine are not gorgeous. But I feel like seven and nine also have a lot of homage. Whereas, like the Last Jedi, like this guy's this guy's trying to do his own thing. Like he's trying to do a grumpy mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. He's doing a thing where like rain. It's raining on one character, and then the other one's got the raindrops. He's got these little birds, and Chewbacca's eating birds, not like Chicken McNuggets nonstop. Like mm-hmm. um. I like a lot of the switch. I think the re- like the reason this is my favorite movie from the sequels is that like Rion Johnson takes a lot of big swings and like mm-hmm. yeah some of them miss but it's like you got to give this guy credit. I agree. Yeah, I I think I said it last week, the week before that this this movie has some of my favorite Star Wars things in it, and you can't say that about every Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. This movie has some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. Well, you guys, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, the, um, I, I, I wonder how much of it is, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the, like, uh, you know, storyboards. Or, uh, again, I, I, I'm on a quest by the, t- the, the, uh, pandemic has been interfering with my quest to see the original screenplay, which was been, which the one that was submitted to the Academy for, for consideration. Is locked in the Academy uh, Museum. Vault. You gotta go down there. I gotta go down there, but I can't yet. But right before the season's over, I plan to make it down there and read and read the script. But I would love to see either in the storyboards or in the script, like how much of this is just purely, you know, how much of this between the description and the on screen, like how much how much of it is just, uh, kind of created conceptually on the, on the script level, or how or 
how much of it is um, his his cinematographer um, Steve Yedlin? Mm-hmm. Like, how much of it is him setting up? Oh, you know what we can do? We why don't we make that all red? You know, like on a set, kind of like, or even you know, setting up beforehand, when like, you know, it would look cool if we did this because that's a large part of it is the look, you know, lighting and and uh, and camera angles and what have you mm-hmm. are a huge part of why this is such a pretty movie. No, I I, t- I totally agree. Like, um, you know, I, like obviously his set designer, you know, uh, like deserves a ton of credit. But like the reason I like to, because it's like this is the guy that had to say yes. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like you show your boss three. Like, here's how I'm guessing this went, Ratchet. Like you show your boss like three the of Snoke's rooms. One of them is just Emperor Palpatine's room, but much bigger. Like you get the sense that like if J.J. Abrams, it it would be like a huge Emperor Palpatine's room, like this throne room from the second Death Star. Then like this weird red room. And then I don't know, some other goofy goober thing. And he but he's the one who's like, I like that red thing. Put that in the movie. (laughs) Right. It's a great impression, by the way. Red. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um is that is it blackout in the red room? Is that an album? You guys keep talking. I need to look that up because that was the, well. That the just, red room is where Dale Cooper was trapped for twenty years or oh, twenty-five sure. years, rather. That's a red room. The red room. Uh, there was a red room where a lot of bad stuff went down while Black Widow was part of the Russian government. Uh, the red oh, room yeah. is a viral Japanese uh, horror site. What? Tell me about this. You know, there, there's an urban legend. that I forget what exactly the website is, but if you go to this one website at midnight, it a pop-up comes up. It says, do you like red? And then it, you delete it, and then the pop-up comes up again, and it keeps asking you, do you like red? And then eventually it says, do you like the red room? And then you die. What? Terrifying! Wow. So are you supposed to say no? You how can't do you not do how does it not work? It's just a pop up. You can't go you're not supposed to go to the website. After you do oh, that, man. you're pretty much done. Yeah, it's like why would you say Candyman? I'm not gonna say Candyman and I'm not gonna say Beetlejuice. And granted, I've said one of those words twice, and I've only <laughs> said one of those words once, and that's it. I'm st- I'm fo- fold. What about candy juice? Can you can you do like a mashup? I w- I don't I don't want to be even half. I don't want to be a two and a half with this <laughs> with with you know who. Um, I've been uh, handed an update. Uh, Blackout in the Red Room is the debut album from American hard rock band Love Hate. That's why that was in my know. head. Nobody remembers any of this. Uh, it came out in 1990 on Columbia Records. Well, anything else for a minute? Number 17. Well, I... you know, I just. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it might be fun to like, you know, maybe give at least one big pork fact that your listeners might not know. In every okay, episode. let's hear it. And so this episode's pork fact is the first canonically named pork. Because it's like there's Ewoks, but then there's like Wicket. You know, yes. there's like named Ewoks. And the first canonically named pork, Sriracha, is? Terabus. Terabus. The hmm. Porg. Can you tell us a little bit about Terabus? Oh, we Cerebus learned about Terabus, not Cerebus. Terabus. Whose author really went off the rails. Yeah. Goodness gracious. I thought this was just a fun Conan parody, and now I'm learning stuff about this guy I don't like. Anyway, <laughs> tell us about... The- Tell huh? us about Terebus. Tell us about ter- enough about Cerebus, Sriracha. I can't even believe you brought up Cerebus. I can't believe I did that it's either. Creators, awful, awful views on women. Please tell us about Terebus. Terebus is a cute little porg, and I think we only learn 
about him in the chapter books. Is that correct? Hmm. Um, I believe, yes, that is true. Um, one of the... A lot of poor lore is filled in through the novels and the books. Uh, here, uh, I'll, I'll be reading from this later mm. this week, but this is Chewy and the Porgs. <laughs> Chewy and the Porgs. Who gave uh, Terabus this name? Is it Does he or she have their own name, or is this some, a name like an owner gives it to the, per, to the well, Porg? They're like, birds, like so I don't think they have... Yeah. I don't think they're capable of naming one another. <laughs> but well, every porg has does... three names: the one that you call it, and then the one they call them each other, and then a secret name that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I it's, think it's, the... it's, a, it's a it's a sentient creature giving Terabus the name in the story. It would have to be, yeah. I think it's Poe. I think I vaguely remember seeing in the mm. comic book him being Poe does like, like naming name things. Terabus. <laughs> Poe likes naming things. What he else does. is Poe name? He named Finn. Finn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, my, oh, wait. The main character from these movies? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> he named Ray. Ray's original name was Amelia. And he's like, nah, nah, your name is Ray. And she's like, all right. <laughs> that's, after that, she went on to become famous. Hoity ho. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> um, well, all right. Then I guess good. that'll wrap up minute 17. Thanks for that extra porg fact. Any other details yeah. about Terebus? Uh Hang on. I have the wiki. I'm trying to figure out. Where his name came from. He has his own oh, wiki. Is it a he? It is a he. Terabis was a male porg from the ancient planet Octo who hid aboard the Millennium Falcon. Oh, so it's the little porg we see. Oh. Are there multiple oh, porgs? Part of Chewie's breeding. There's there. a family of porgs on the Falcon, <laughs> and, and which we will bring up later because of oh, your yeah. hashtag oh, out of yeah. the nest campaign. Wexley names. Snap Wexley? Snap Wexley. I was really Wexley. hoping Snap Wexley would make it. All right, but um, let's get let's let's roll. Let's roll. Let's keep all right. going. All right, I guess I'll wrap up this minute then. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys, did you know that in addition to doing a podcast and uh, we sell various cool merchandise designs, you can get any one of our cool designs on a T-shirt, on an artistic print, on a uh, mug, a uh, pandemic mask, if that's still a thing <laughs> when this episode airs. All sorts of merchandise you can get by going to StarWarsMinute.com slash merch. It'll take you to our shop, and you can stock up on all your gift needs for the foreseeable future. And then you can join us here tomorrow on another Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute.